0: Good evening, and welcome to Cinema Death Cult, eulogy for the death emotion motion pictures podcast form. I'm your host, Adam Goldberg. and tonight I'm talking about three movies connected to the French electronic music duo Daft Punk. The 2003 feature-length animated movie Interstellar 5555, the 2010 John Kaczynski-directed movie Tron Legacy, and the 2006 experimental film Electroma, directed by the members of Daft Punk themselves. Daft Punk's videos, music videos have been helmed by revered directors like Spike Jones and Michel Gondry, the duo is elusive by design. To plumb the depths of their many mysteries, I'm joined by returning guest, Brennan Mahoney, a Connecticut attorney and father, and also an avid electronic musician with a wide knowledge base of music and uh, other cool stuff. Hey, Brennan, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sorry. I feel like I kind of flubbed your intro.
1: I mean, you know, it's accurate. I I am all those things. I mean, the uh, electronic musician thing, I mean, you know, is uh, loose in that, you know, other than funny videos on uh on Instagram lately. I don't I don't know. If, you know my but, uh, too Well, you're well-known. not like a
0: member of the Crystal Method, but you know you're you <laughs> But no, you put up videos of yourself doing interesting elect- electronic music. You know this space pretty well. I I'd yeah. say.
1: Um especially uh late 90s into early 2000s which is when i followed stuff the most closely
0: we're both big fans of daft punk but i think we come at daft punk from different angles and that's something i'm excited about uh for this conversation there's so much going on with their music and there's so much to talk about they're so difficult to just sort of encapsulate Like, like I I was writing that intro and I'm like, this is going to be so fucking long if I try to describe (laughs) Daft Punk, you know, (laughs) it's, it's really hard to distill and some kind of bite-sized nugget. It's good that we kind of both have these spheres of expertise about it, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you and I were, were discussing on Twitter our, I guess our album ranking. And I feel like uh, we, both, yeah. we come at it from the opposite ends of their, uh, like chronologically opposite ends.
0: My journey with Daft Punk's, it starts with, with, uh, random access memories. Their, their last album, um, the one with get lucky on it. I've always liked them. I've always thought they're good, but I didn't jump deep into Daft Punk until like one or two years ago. So I, I'm like a, a recent convert with all that enthusiasm for it, but you've been following them for quite a long, uh, quite a long while.
1: Yeah. The first time I heard Daft Punk was in ninth grade. It, <laughs> it would have been 1996 or seven. I, I was in ninth grade. Okay. Um. Let's see. Uh. uh Homework came out in 97, I think. And, yes, you know, that's right. So this was the era of Amp, on um, MTV. That was a techno show. Okay. And it was on like midnight, I think on Saturdays. And I would stay up to watch it because yeah. at, around that time, I remember, it, it's a funny story because it has a lot of, it's sort of foundational for like any music I like. was um, <laughs> I re, It was, uh, I remember whatever, uh, you know, Total Request Live, um, like debuting videos and they debuted around the same time uh The Chemical Brothers video for Setting Sun. Okay. Prodigy's Firestarter. <laughs> yep. And um If You Wanna Be My Lover, uh the, the Spice Girl song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All three songs I thought were <laughs> <the> old. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And and also around that time, my dad my my dad you know, my dad's a computer guy. And he okay. was, um and wherever he was working, the the guys that worked there were like big land party guys and they yeah. were big MP3 guys. And this was real early for for like for MP3s. Like this is pre-Napster and all that kind of stuff. So like there was like FTP servers out there that had them and um, they gave him, like they had like a a hard drive on the network and then he burned a CD of that stuff. And it was a bunch of stuff like I'd never, it was like the first time I ever heard Apex Twin
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, and like a bunch of other techno I'd never heard before. And it like, all of that happened around the same time. And like, I had heard like maybe like, because uh uh wrtc um Trinity's mm-hmm. radio station used to have a good acid house show and my oh, dad really? used to do, like the acid house show and like I remember he had like a tape of like lords of acid that i think he recorded off the radio huh but i heard that it didn't really do anything for me yeah mostly because like i was like a like a dipshit in middle school like who was into ska
0: right 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 yeah you're 13 like, or 14 sure
1: yeah, and then for and the, like, but like the big beat and stuff like that that came out around that time was not so dance floor oriented. It was a little more songy. So like, I was like, oh, yeah,
0: wow. yeah, yeah.
1: You know, All that kind of happened around that time. I think that's around. And um, I started like, like at that time, like f- trying to find like MP3 servers out there, you know, FTP that would, um, like FTP sites with with MP3s on it. And I stumbled across like uh, Daft Punk's Da Funk. Um, yeah. which is early, you know, earlier than, than homework. Um, Okay. It was an early single. Yeah. Like homework is almost like a quasi compilation of like, you know, there's stuff that ran up to that point. Right. Like, and Da Funk was like, it was a single that preceded the album by like several years. Um, Oh really? The single came out in 95.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: um, and then, and then the, the first single off of homework was around the world from 97.
0: Oh, yeah, so, yeah, like there was
1: like a single, and then you know, you know, you know techno stuff. It's like you know people have like EPs and white labels and stuff like that, and then eventually yeah. they'll do the LP. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Hearing their first album it, around the world is like their most like what to use your great word from before. It's a most songy song, you know. Like it feels like there's verse course verse structure to it, and there's a hook to a degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not like it's loose, but you know. Yeah, but, I
1: mean it has builds and stuff. I mean it also. You know, it, it doesn't have, like, real, you know, it has intros that you can mix in and mix out of. It doesn't have, like, I mean, it's not, like, purely a song. Like, it's still meant to be, like, something that right. DJ can play with.
0: Right, but then you can contrast that to someone like uh, Roland and Scratchin' on the first album, which is just all cosmic waveform, uh, <laughs> just manipulation. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just, there's not, not a lot of melody there. It's just, like, trancy, druggy, psychedelia, over a nine oh nine drum machine beat.
1: Yeah, and, well, and, yeah. and Da Funk is pretty is pretty songy too.
0: It um, is, yeah, definitely. And it's
1: also yeah. slow, which I always thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's oh, a it's I mean, a great a house, song. Like
1: probably, you know, house is usually what like one twelve. Da Funk is probably like like in the nineties, maybe. <laughs> but is it's like, I would say it's like it's under a hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da and that's that's a, a great entryway for Daft. That was probably the first Daft Punk song I heard, and if you, it's very catchy, and it, it, the sounds are impeccable. I mean, the closest thing to like something that is an, like an off-the-shelf kind of sound in there is the the the, the um 303 breakdown, like you know that part it's just kind of like a preset on a 303 you know sort of whatever but um which is a type of keyboard that's used a lot in acid house like a, a roll in 303 but the rest of it's all impeccable but then once it once you pick apart the melody um like da it's there's a, a much a much stronger musicality i think to that phrase and you'll find in in most look and a lot of their their peers music you know like that seems to be more like a music thing like more like a, oh, um, no, I totally, a crafted I mean, melody if you,
1: i think you have to you have to contextualize that with um the kind of house that daft punk is coming out of
0: right which so, okay tell me about that, so, that
1: yeah, so, so so french house was very like disco yeah i mean it's kind of disco oriented it's kind of it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's vocals. Um, so they're kind of more, it was actually kind of, which is sort of fascinating, right. about, it, as I would say. So there was, um, around that time, there was a, uh, there was a, Car- there was a Caroline records, um, compilation called Paris is sleeping, respect is burning. Um, <laughs> so I really got into tech though this time. So I like signed up for like the Astroworks and Caroline, like list email newsletter, um, right, right, right. and they were like ramping up like the ho- homework coming out you know daft punk was on um virgin or parlophone or something like that um yeah. but they were part of but you know there was like this french house scene um right 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 it's a very it's you know it's it's a lot of it's you know it, it's it's very disco sounding um,
0: right yeah and and, and daft punk so definitely has like clearly has disco elements
1: yeah and, but like they were a lot more stripped down so i was listening today yeah. to their um i think their first their first single uh, the new era which i think is like 93 or something like that it's very minimal sounding it's almost got this like plastic man sound to it where it's like very you know it's not discoy it's very ravey sounding kind of
0: right um, yeah, it sounds like very like very knob twisting synth stuff but very like a lot of repetition and over yeah. like a, a really like that 909 b that's very kind of harsh like, that was kind of a little bit of a, initially, that, that took me a minute to get for the for their really early stuff was that 909 drum sound. Te- technologically, it's critical, because the 909, I believe, was the first, like, drum machine MIDI, easy, like, MIDI connector hookup with synths. I don't so think it makes, no, is that um, correct?
1: So, uh, I don't believe the 909 didn't, no, wait, you're right, the, no, sorry, you're right. 909 did do 808 didn't do midi 909. Yeah. Do MIDI. It also did. Um, I think it did Roland's proprietary, not midi, but like midi thing. Um, uh, like, so you could hook, you know, you could hook it up to your Juno and they would, they could interface.
0: They'd interface. Yeah. And so then you could, it lent itself to that house beat, that four on the floor disco thing. Yeah. More I than mean, I think the 808.
1: Well, the 808 does too. I mean, they're both the same sort of grid sequencer kind of thing. I mean, the thing about the, um, I always thought about the the 909 versus the 808 was that the 901 it had like sharper decay um, and it had a sharper attack. And then, it, I mean, the thing about the 909, though, is, you know, yeah. 808, the 808, 808 was, the, like, was
0: the earlier like Roland drum machine that was used in a lot of like hip hop, especially a of, like I mean, a lot of techno,
1: like, too, a lot of techno, too. Right. Um, right, right. But yeah. the 909 is sort of um, the 909s iconic for its uh, its hi-hat. Um, you know, right, open, right, right. That 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 house kitcha, open close, open closed, yeah. High, hat, you know, hi hat on the on the off You know, yeah. closed on the uh, on, on the um, on the beat. Um, yeah. You know, that's like the the iconic nine oh nine sound. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's used heavily in. in um, I mean, they have a song called Revolution Nine Oh Nine. That's yes,
0: on home, yeah. It's on all over homework <laughs> and and the sound of the because the the sound of it is like harsher to my ears. It's more direct and more me- mechanical sounding. Then like the 808 seems more like rounder and kind of softer and more analog, you know? There's
1: actually, there's a fascinating, and I, 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 I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, 808 documentary came out, I don't know, three, four, four, five years ago. Okay. Um, and I think I learned from the documentary is, um, that 808 kick and the sort of slight distortion in it.
0: Yeah. Is, yeah. It almost um, sounds like it's clipping.
1: It's because of a defective transistor, I think
0: oh okay
1: and then the reason why they stopped making the 808 is because they ran out of them
0: <laughs> there's a like was like of secret
1: it was like they're like ah we got this lot of bad yeah bad parts but it makes this a great sound and we're we now can no longer manufacture this thing because whatever supplier makes them correctly now
0: <laughs> yeah it's funny because they keep putting out retro versions of the 808 in some form or another. And they're always a little bit dissatisfying.
1: Yeah. I got, I got, I got to play one once. Um,
0: when actually actual eight oh eight?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, um, do you, I, it's actually it's funny. I don't know if you know Sean Donnelly, but he's a Trinity. He's like, he does like video audio tech stuff. Um, he, for a while he also ran Peter B's. Um, okay. I mean, I, I, way after your time, but he and I one time, um, were, were like jamming in his basement and he had a, he had a you know, wait. It,
0: they're, oh really that's amazing
1: they're kind of i mean they're hard to use but they're not that hard to use um yeah they're cool my f- um, i
0: never got to play it but my friend had a had a Lynn drum
1: oh those are rustic
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it just says it's all sliders that's the one that prince used and uh nobody else got it. nobody else embraced it quite as much as Prince. but anyway no, so yeah, yeah but, um is that because i i come from like a rock kind of music thing played guitar forever so i know enough about music to be annoying about it i'm not very good at guitar but it kind of fucks me up on some stuff like it keeps me from just settling into some music like i think about i think about it actively because i know enough about it to think about it actively daft punk's most musicianly album is probably random access memories their last one in the sense that it's all a live band, not all of it, but a, a a prominent part of it is like real, an actual drummer on a drum kit and very prominent guitars from uh, Nile Rodgers. Uh, and so then going back to the early stuff, which was still good and all that musicality I was really enjoying is still present in the early stuff, but some of the sounds I had to warm to, it took me a while.
1: Yeah. So anyways, I was into Daft Punk. I thought they were cool. Homework yeah. came out and um, there was this kid that I knew, this kid Mike, and he, he'd moved in from California. Nice, nice enough guy, but everyone kind of always accused him of being like a poser, uh, which okay. this being like 1997. That you know, was a big deal being a poser. Yeah. Or not. And uh, right. but, like he dressed the part of being a skateboarder and he was like into punk and he bought homework because it's was called because it was by <laughs> Daft Punk.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And like my friend Scott and I, um, who were into, into techno um yeah kind of confused by it because we're like i don't think he likes techno but he bought it. <laughs> but he so he clearly bought it because it had punk in its name and it has yeah it's got a cool album cover and so the first time i ever heard it was off of of mike's um mike's disc man <laughs> because he, oh that's hilarious he was like the first person to have it yeah because I mean,
0: it's okay to say techno as an umbrella term first of all you, you i mean used i it
1: i do i think people all say electronic music now um, yeah it
0: sounds cumbersome I just want to say techno right I mean techno
1: yeah. I think it used to be kind of a term of derision but I mean techno is pretty popular now I mean right As a term. Memories, for example extremely popular popular album
0: what is that I mean random access Memories. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Extremely- oh yeah but it's, but there's also because sometimes you would talk to people who were deep into this kind of music and they'd say no techno is a is a subset that's a specific genre of this. And what you're talking about is really, you know, house music. And it's, you know, because, like, people catalog it very fine. No, no,
1: you're right. And I never understood that because I was never quite, I, quite clear on what the techno, and I'm trying to sound like, you know, like an idiot here, but I yeah. never really quite understood what the techno subgenre of techno was.
0: I, know? I, the, My understanding of it was that it maybe used more electronic sounds and that, you know, other kinds of house music would be more, but I mean, but the problem is that it all uses electronic sounds, sound. Well, right. like- I mean,
1: min- minimal house or like tech house or anything like that, or even like deep house, all like yeah. sounds. So I yeah. never really understood. Techno was some kind of, I mean, Techno also suggested that it was like not, um, not a four on the floor, like house. So it was more like, you know, right. You know, it wasn't like, it didn't, it wasn't like breakbeat or something like that. It was like, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I mean i, I think a like lot I of it is just figure out like when someone said techno i'm like all right well who's techno and it would right then the well i think there's a was lot like, of wow.
0: gatekeeping to it you know like trying to be on the inside of his club and being like this confusing thing that really there's doesn't make that much sense but you you, you know you talk about this to to signal that you're you understand it and you're cool with it you know
1: yeah, I I and it, it's funny cuz like I never felt like, you know, I I as a through and through resident of Central Connecticut um or North Central Connecticut really. Um you know, there was never I mean, well, it's funny. I mean, there, there actually was a rave scene here. Yeah,
0: there was a rave scene in Connecticut. Yeah. Um actually pretty big, Oddly enough. but but never yeah.
1: enough that it was not it was definitely 100% not a gatekeeping scene.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it was, it was sweaty and like lots of ecstasy and but yeah that was
1: and like yeah i mean because i yeah. only, i mean by the time it kind of dissipated i was maybe 21 <laughs> um
0: yeah i think that happened right before i got to trinity and so i think that like i i, I went to like raves in connecticut right when it after it had died So i think there's a lot of police crackdown on it
1: yeah i mean so i mean it was huge in the eastern part of the state um yeah and like you know, that's like how Moby came up was like. I mean, he's from Columbia, Connecticut, and uh, right, right, you know, that right, was That was a big scene out there. I only was involved with the stuff. I mean, I only involved is overstates it, but like the only stuff I ever went to was stuff in Hartford. Um, you know, there's a spiritual emporium, and then the downstairs at the Muni, and then there was yeah. like a couple of like big, big things. Like, uh, I went to one at the Civic Center one time. And there was like some other stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where they like you know rent out some kind of big old. Hall. But that was kind of after the crackdown when it was harder to um you know go to a farm field or something.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's funny because now like um uh what it was like what's that the Firefly Festival? There's like that traveling electronica festival that you know high school seniors go to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, well I mean
1: that but I mean that was when I I mean I went to it at kind of at that at that age um and it, i mean that's what i mean by like the no gatekeeping it was like nobody cared like i was all, right, right 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 you right. know like when you're you know when you're in high school and you're like gonna go to a show of a scene that you don't know anything about you know you're like oh god i gotta put on my like my absolute coolest everything to go do that and um like the 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 rave scene in around here was not like that at all i mean you could just go to it <laughs>
0: Like, right, 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 and like, right,
1: right. and Pete. I mean, I'm, the funniest thing was like, I remember, I can't remember, if it was eighth or ninth grade, but I went, I went to this rave, um, and my friend Scott's mom dropped us off, and my dad picked us up, and um, like he, and he came late, and he probably got, he probably got there around midnight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's actually not that late, but you know, sure. For me now, it's super late, um, right? Yeah, but uh, it was so funny because like, my dad showed up with like a leather jacket and stuff, and they like. Like, like, looking like my dad, and um yeah and and they get they like they patted him down, made him like take off his shoes and all this stuff because I I, I assume they thought he was some big deal truck dealer.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: And I was just he was telling me he's like, man, they really search you here. I'm like, what are you talking about? They didn't. They just like t- touch my pockets. What are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> I had to like take my like, you know, I'm taking my shoes off for them.
0: <laughs> Daft Punk, I think they're kind of unquestionably the best techno group. I think they kind of are the best at, like, I think they kind of transcend the genre while it kind of distilling it down to its essence, you know? Um, I mean, there's
1: other big name techno. I mean, I've always been a big underworld fan.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And, you know, I mean, underworld's obviously a whole different sound, probably closer to what you would call techno because Daft Punk's always stayed pretty close to house.
0: Right. That's the dry boy, dry boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. I don't. I, mean, I don't Under know World. them beyond that song, and I think they might have done a song with John Lydon. Or no, that's Leftfield. Sorry. Something yeah, Leftfield
1: left was. Um, I don't know trip hop like down tempo stuff. I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't even know.
1: I like Leftfield. I mean, Dusted's a good song. Well, I, I mean, Underworld's interesting because they're much more like the, the the festival huge, which is what's funny about uh, Underworld because I've seen them twice and I saw mm-hmm. them at, at Giant Stadium, like at the Meadowlands. Hmm. And it was awesome. I also saw them at, not Hammerstein Ballroom, one of the other, one of those other ballrooms. New York has many of them and I don't remember okay. anything. Right, so what,
0: what's so what's your bid for the greatness of Underworld?
1: I mean, I've always liked their sort of, um, their kind of polymetric stuff.
0: Explain that.
1: So, I mean, with the layer rhythms um, that are not, um, are not necessarily matching, uh which I've always thought is okay, okay. very and, and like and polyrhythm polyrhythm yeah sure you know as well too. So you know um and I've always thought that's a really cool sound. Um okay like I just I've always liked it and and I mean it's big and an, you know anthemic and um which was funny about the second time I saw them was in a small place. Um and it yeah. was very weird because like I you know it's a football stadium that seats a hundred thousand people versus like a place that probably fit a thousand people um right shows how how much underworld had fallen in the United States between like 2003 when they were like, Hey, you guys can like, you know, play late afternoon at a festival versus like they're touring by themselves. And this was like 2000, maybe 17 or something like that. Um, and like playing like a pretty small show. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Whereas like Daft Punk, definitely the other way around. Like if you saw Daft Punk in 2000, well, if you saw Daft Punk in 2003, it'd probably still be pretty small. Um, the United States,
0: right? Two thousand seven. However, it's enormous. You can find a lot of videos of them playing. Yes, live I, I, in a, a, fr- I never, I didn't
1: see them in that era, and I that was actually kind of, I kind of got. I feel like after like the Kanye West stuff, I I kind of got. It's kind of like I kind of got tired of them. Like I like because I always like the mm-hmm. early. I mean, that was like the thing about the early. Um, you know, homework has such a intimate sound. Um, Right.
0: Yeah. Talk to me about why you like homework so much. Like, why is that? Well, that's one of the reasons. It's um,
1: like around the world, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. Most of that album is kind of austere and and harder to approach unless you like that kind of music. Like it's, it gives you a hook, but then it loops it into like, it's, you know, when it's looped the 94th time, you know, you have to sort of start to appreciate that looping music is not about... I love this melody. It's about, this is a loop that drives the song. And and it's sort of a, it's a, you know, sort of a meta structure of a, of a rhythm and a, and a, and a, and a phrase as opposed to like, I like those seven notes.
0: Right, right, right. And (laughs) And it's something that also, if you're, if you're not on board with it, it'll just drive you crazy.
1: Right, exactly. But it's like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you like Steve Reich and you like Philip Glass,
0: you also
1: like looping music. And you're um, saying
0: that because like there's there there is an intrinsic value to repetition that's when it's done in an artful way, like it's uh, there's a musical effect that comes with it. Yeah. Right.
1: And yeah. Uh, right, exactly. And that's um, you know, and that's and that's homework. It it loops, it's it's looping music and it's looping for you know it 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 it, it loops until you sort of understand the like it, the loop is, you know, you, you don't want the the individual phrase is 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 different than you know the loop is being structured in the sense that it builds into something else sort of thing right
0: um, right because right. you can have the the melody of the of the looped parts within the loop but it it it, it takes on another meaning uh once it's looped in such a way is that yeah, what you're saying
1: exactly yeah. and that and that's okay. yeah and 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 the devices that you're using to do that lend themselves to that and then if you're looking for changes you have to the changes are, subtle and that's kind of like where the that's where the you know that's where the um that's where that album gets you it's like it, it's um <laughs> you know like in the when the beat drops out and around the world and they you know the the sort of that kind of sort of pad melody comes in um yeah that's cool as hell that's what you're waiting for you're waiting for yeah. the, you, you you the repetition reward you know the reward from repetition is the change and that's a that's a that's a purposeful device and that's cool especially yeah, if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're like if you're dancing to it right, um
0: right.
1: and um yeah i mean I, and i just you know and the, the sounds of it are very you know there's just there's, there's there's very few uh what's the best one you know there, it's you know, you know, get a beat you get a bass and you get a lead and that's it um yeah, yeah, and yeah maybe you get a vocal sample and maybe sometimes you get a pad but not much else right um
0: it's kind yeah, of spare yeah. i guess what's that it's kinda of spare. I it's mean, very, you can see yeah,
1: the- very it's very spare. Um but it's like you know, it works. It's giving you just the right amount of um stuff.
0: And yeah, then yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then I
1: mean and then Discovery is 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 the is is as far I mean when I heard Discovery, I was um I could <laughs> like it, it's like it doesn't sound like the same band.
0: No, Discovery is amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I also like I love that album, but it's, um, yeah, it it's is, stunning. It's, it's, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what is the first single I heard off of that. It was probably Music Sounds Better with You because that's, um, that was it.
0: Why don't we play the game? Or no, well, I, I don't know the name of that. I don't know that song by name. I
1: guess. Um, no, wait, so no, wait, hang on. What am what I, um, music? No, that, that's a Stardust song. Um,
0: What's things. like the last night I had a dream about you. You know? You oh, talk, um, was that a single for that? album? I, I don't even know. I mean, I know obviously, uh, one more time. Yeah. Was that,
1: what, what was the first single off of that? I, it'll,
0: it'll. Oh yeah. So what I was going to say about homework. Yeah, you're right. Was... You're right.
1: One more time was the first, um, was the first single.
0: Okay. But yeah, so homework, like you were saying, it's very minimal. And I think, cause I, uh, you know, I was listening to to RAM first, and then I went through Discovery, and then I went back to Homework, and I was waiting for the denseness of those things or the structure of those albums, which are a lot more like you. You notice that you were noting how like kind of spare the instrumentation uh, is on Homework, and I was waiting for a more density to it, and also things to move a little bit faster. But with Homework, there's some songs where it feels just like. They just play like the beat and a bass for a long, long time, and just you know, if you're with it, if you're uh, accepting it, it's it's a great it's great, you know. It's like this trance feeling, this trance inducing feeling. But if you're like impatient with it, it it's tough to get through.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. It definitely has. I like it the best, but I mean, it's got songs that are kind of boring. I'm not gonna.
0: Right. <laughs> well, they're boring until they're not. You know, like there's some, like if you have them, they're good to have on in the background because then like they'll kind of sneak up on you. Some of yeah, them.
1: yeah, definitely. Um, like "Daphne yeah. Direct" is like a good song like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, like absolutely. it
1: doesn't have a lot going on, but it builds no. and it's got like this. You know, they'll spend a lot of time with like that vocal sample and like develop yeah. it into something. Um, right.
0: Yeah. 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 And yeah. then oh, on. Uh... Oh,
1: you know what? I uh, yeah. So right. That's the that's the bridge, is start. Uh, music sounds better with you. Is not on um, Discovery. Oh, Okay, that was um, Bangalter's whatever you pronounce his last name.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce either Bangalter bang- bang, bang- or Bangalter. That that's the easier one of the two. And yeah, that one's kind of tough. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know if it's Bangalter because I mean, oh, uh, it could be. Yeah, E R is is like a. Um, uh,
0: ben got <laughs> I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to get him on next time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I remember music sounds better with you. Is that's that that's the gap that that bridges the gap between homework and discovery because that it it was um it was popular and it okay. sounds like a song on Discovery. It, okay. it it sounds it 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 sounds like one more time kind of.
0: Music
1: okay. It kind of sounds like a. I mean, I, I think it's a big a Madonna sample, isn't it?
0: Uh it sound it could be. I, I don't know. But, but so um, yeah, but then Discovery is their is their next album and that's very song oriented, very hook oriented, very extremely crafted and polished.
1: And extremely you know, disco.
0: Very disco, yes.
1: Um yeah. But so um and that and that's and that's their first um cinematic um yes. Like foray, um,
0: right, right. Well, oh, yeah, the, well, we should say on the first album, um, Defunct, the video was directed by Spike Jones with
1: the dog guy,
0: the dog guy. And it's not a great video, I'm sad it's to say. It's pretty good around the it's world, okay, but video. it kind of, it kind of, I want to, yeah, I'll talk about that around the world a second, but yeah, but Defunct, it's kind of like it doesn't, it's in, an interesting idea, it seems like at odds with the song, and it's weird because the narrative kind of. Almost presents the song as being annoying, you know. The video is it's like a guy with in a, a big dog's head, and I, I don't know if it's like a real mask they're wearing, which computer generated, but it but I was, people is acting... like ni-
1: 1997. I don't think they were. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, I mean,
0: he, he was like an innovator, like you know, with computers and stuff, uh, that's, but, that's yeah. Uh, but I, you know, uh, but people just re- don't respond to it, like they're it just seems like it's a normal thing. And he's on crutches for some reason, and he always has to carry around a boombox playing "Defunk" by Daft Punk. And- right, but it,
1: but it, but the the song—it's one of those videos where the the um the the audio of the um the video is like constantly cutting into the song. Yeah. So the song is kind of like background music, and I mean, it's it's okay. It's kind of you know,
0: it's okay. It's kind, its I mean, it's cool for what it is, but this, but if. If you're just going to YouTube and you want to hear the song or something or if you wanted to have just you know how ha- I, I think you tried to say the, out the out
1: song's there. better than the video.
0: Yeah, far I say so for sure, but but uh Michelle Gondry's video for Around the World, I think that's no perfect and it fits the song amazingly well.
1: Oh yeah, and then that was so that was my um my amp reference was the video for Around the World and like, whoa, okay, that's, yeah. cool, that's cool as hell. Um right. And it's like, I mean, I mean, that's like the golden age of music videos. And it's like one of yeah. those really good videos of that era. Cause it's, it's, and it's extremely
0: artsy for. It's extremely artsy, but it's, it's, it's kind of this timeless element. Cause it has guess like, it's Bugsley, Berkeley overhead shots and stuff, but it's just choreography. It's funny costumes and stuff, but it's like people dancing on stairs. Really? It's not like you like that could have been made in the 1920s it just would add right and concept, it's cool you know? because
1: it's like the the dance loops like the song um so it's really well done like it,
0: yeah oh yeah, yeah absolutely and it, i watched um uh, uh this video about the making of it and it was actually the only time i've heard um the voices of the guys in daft punk because they weren't always secretive and in helmets like initially in their career no
1: i remember i remember like like reading about them and they just like gave interviews like way back when.
0: Um, yeah. Like normal. Yeah. And it's like, and it's kind of jarring now since it's, uh, And I, I want to get into that a lot. Cause I think it's so cool. It's just like, it seems like something in a book, like, yeah, it's one of the biggest bands in the world. They never show their face. They look like robots and everybody calls them robots. And when they, you know, you know, I think that's amazing. It's just, it makes the world so much more interesting, but um. Not just the band, the, the actual world that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, uh, 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 so yeah, so the, the Michelle Gondry, he in this making of the the, the thing, like they're interviewed like their normal band members or whatever, and he's talking about it. And he said that each different creature that you see, like you see like people in skeleton costumes, like old women in old timey bathing suits, you see um, this weird kind of, B boy thing, but they have baby heads, kind of. You know, like they're wearing like the which Adidas was like
1: stri- which was like cool that like the
0: um yeah it was very of its time, but yeah because like in yeah. the uh,
1: like you know, like that happens in like the the come on my selector video, which is another phenomenal video right. of that era. They also use was... like the baby head mask thing.
0: Oh, the baby head. I thought you meant the the like the Adidas tracksuits. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. I was going to say that was like right before the band Korn ruined that look. It was a it was Oh, a good you mean the tracksuit just it.
1: thinking of the baby. Yeah, look.
0: yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. The the baby. Okay. That's cool. There's like a, I didn't know the baby head thing was, was a trend. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it, it's, but each one of those different kinds of characters, they're, they're synchronizing with a different element of the song. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is, which, which is just a very simple thing, but it's amazing. And for, cause it does, they don't, move in the way that people usually dance it seems like there's some kind of special effect going on but there isn't it's just choreography right yeah it's great video it's really it's it's a wonderful like a wonderful three minute uh film honestly
1: yeah although and it's it's funny too because like um the song itself is like seven minutes it's long or so
0: right right yeah it's a truncated uh, edited version of the song which is which is fine too, because you know you cut it down, it's still good.
1: Right. Well, no, I mean, same thing. With like Rev- you know, Revolution Nine Hundred Nine is a long song, but the video, yeah. which is just kind of like a rave ish video, if I remember correctly. Um,
0: oh right, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: you know, it, it's kind of like it, it's actually like the uh, Black Rock and Beats video, kind of. Um, yeah,
0: which it's was- kind of it's, it's it's a little bit generic for what would come right from Daft Punk, like the, the a band that's so made everything like there's yeah i mean that's what's so
1: i mean the departure from homework to discovery um yeah is jarring really um
0: yeah it's it's such a crazy evolution and you know i you know it's not to say that there's anything bad about homework or even that homework is unrelated to to discovery but it's such a leap you know
1: Yeah, I mean, the only, I mean, I think, I feel like the, like, if you think of what from Discovery could be on, um, on homework. Yeah. Like, maybe aerodynamic, or maybe, maybe crescendo dolls,
0: or, yeah.
1: But not, I mean, but not really, I mean, nothing of it really has this, the, um,
0: or well, the, uh, the super up into the air, up into the air, you know, you know what I mean. I think it's called Superman, maybe no. or superheroes.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah, like because that's that's just yeah. that
0: one sample. It's a very short sample, mate. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like there is nothing as quite as gritty as um like the homework stuff. And there's also like only one or two songs in homework that seem like they could maybe fit on discovery, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and they would have to be different songs than how they are on homework.
0: It's a brighter sounding album. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't, and it's much more structured and like in terms of songs, like everything, I think everything's like three or four minutes, right?
1: On uh, on Discovery, on yeah. Discovery, yeah, yeah, they're all they're all song length songs, yeah. Um,
0: like you can play them on the radio.
1: Yes, fact, I am looking at the track, there's a couple five minute songs, but the longest song on the album is five forty four, which is oh no, too right. long. But too long is like has like a huge outro kind of thing. So that doesn't really like there's like a song part of it, and then it kind of goes on for a while. Um,
0: mm, which one is that?
1: What's the one at the end? Did they say too long in it a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, that's, another diffic- that's another difficulty discussing Daft Punk is some of the song titles. I have no idea what the fuck they are. I, I'd be like, there's that song on, you know, the deep cut on on random access memory uh, or like, I didn't know the name of the, the one that the guy from um, the strokes sings on until recently. It's called instant crush. Oh. Uh, that's the, that's the, um, and we'll never be alone again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which I'm very um, bad
1: at singing. So whenever I, if I sing, it doesn't help anyone identify what it is. that
0: <laughs> I, I'm, ter- I'm not a good singer, but I, I, I'm, but I'm not shy about singing on the podcast. And I, which I think is funny, you know, because it was, well, what's, well, because I always think it's going to help me communicate. And I always feel it, it gets the, but then I realize later it gets the way of communication. Like I didn't clarify anything. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot more conspicuously hooky, which I think that maybe you, you're you a little bit wary of. Is that fair?
1: Well, I mean, I like, I mean, this is my, this would be my second favorite Daft Punk album. So no, I'm not, I okay. mean. I'm, oh
0: yeah, say, say your order and then, then yeah, like, yeah.
1: Um, My order, well, so I mean, they only have four studio albums, so.
0: Right, right, right. Um, you can throw I, a live in there, in the Tron soundtrack.
1: I mean, I don't really like the Tron soundtrack. I mean, it's fine for Tron, but it's like, I was I trying to listen to it today and I was like, it just sounds like a film soundtrack.
0: Oh, some- I've, I love it. I, I've, I was really having a good time. I put it on yesterday morning and uh, I, I don't know if you, if <laughs> I think I, I, I fired out like five tweets in the space of a half an hour. Cause I, but mostly is cause I was listening to the Tron legacy soundtrack. I was just like, everything felt so important in my life and, absurd and important.
1: I mean, I, 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 there are very few soundtracks that I, I mean, like with the exception of like Miyazaki films, I'm always kind of like, yeah, soundtrack. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big soundtrack guy either, but, uh, <laughs> cause this, it, it sounds like a soundtrack. You're right. But there is just it's got enough got some Daft- nice
1: parts. Cause they're, you know, da- Daft Punk makes good songs. It's got like, yeah, it's like when they're allowed to kind of like put in a electronic Music song, pretty cool. But a lot of parts like here's some grim sounding, vaguely orchestral stuff. You know whatever. I, you
0: know, I, I mean, I, I think more highly of it, I think, than you do, because I, I think that I don't, I, I there, mean, there there bad. are those sounds that are like like Hans Zimmer, kind of just big dumb melodies that are down, you know, downbeat and minor key, and that honestly are kind of boring. That does kind of crop up, but I think that they sculpt the sounds a lot in a lot more interesting. Ways and and it's a lot more valuable and novel. And I think that even the way that they approach those, those kind of dour little movie sad scene melodies, uh, I think is a little bit more interesting than that.
1: Uh, Okay.
0: I'm not, I I, I, I know. I think, you know, I'm, I I I won't,
1: I won't like fight you on it. I
0: mean,
1: it's, I don't think it's bad. It just doesn't really, I'm not going to throw it on and be like, oh man, Tron Legacy. And I know people like it. Like my, my friend Nick, who's a huge, huge Daft Punk fan. I mean, he he went to uh, you know he saw them in like 2007 or eight. Um, yeah. You know he he thinks like the Tron soundtrack is is like you know, cats meow. Um,
0: I, I I connect them a little bit to Bach, like in terms of like their the w- the way they approach our arpe- like electronic arpeggiation. It kind of has this feel to me, like well tempered clavier, clavier. I don't know. You you know what I mean, like that clavier. Clavier. Okay. Clavier. Clavier. Okay. But like that sort of approach to arpeggiation and to melody, it's it seems very similar to me. I mean, it's 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 one of the many colors of Daft Punk. Is their use of you know this arpeggiation uh, and and you know a melody thing. But it does connect a Bach to me, and it's most conspicuous on. I mean, it's conspicuous throughout their things, but see, I'd they, say it's they, most
1: conspicuous on on homework. I think that's where you actually get the most clear and direct um, polyphony.
0: Like, I, yeah, the, the, the I yeah, I think you're stuff. right. But I think it's also stuff is
1: there, and it's real obvious.
0: Yeah, it's more obvious, but it's it's it feels it's a little bit less ambitious. Like I feel like they got better at it as they went along well
1: i will say i mean what a, so um jumping ahead to to random access memories um yeah giorgio by maroder which is like i think one of their best oh, songs such a
0: great song yeah it's has a, that I've that, that is it. that is a yeah. richly,
1: really, um has your know, rich harmonies
0: um yeah that and then that one also like it explodes that wonderful like live instrument crescendo
1: Oh and yeah, no, the, uh, I mean
0: that song I got a
1: lot to say say about that one. It's a it's a phenomenal song. Um, yeah,
0: that's a masterpiece. But um, that, so yeah, if you, I, you
1: but ranking wise, um I would say homework discovery, probably random access memories, and then um human after all. Although I like human after all, but the songs are too um they're like perfect on Alive because yeah. they mate them with the other songs.
0: Right. Yeah. The- I, that's something I wanted to ask you about because you listened to, I Was a Human After All, just as an album. And I was like, one of the last ones I, I dove into and I was so ready to love it. Cause I loved the other three studio albums. I heard it. I'm like, Oh, this is kind of fucking boring. Like it doesn't have the same energy. Uh, it, it feels like the sounds are very well sculpted but it's a little bit minimal and maybe this is their misstep, but then, then you hear the way they mix it into their live stuff. And it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, like, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's like, like you it's alive
1: almost... without, without that album because like television, like the big, um, vocoded vocal things work so well in, it's in like a live setting.
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden they they have these new sounds that their own that they own that they created and they own and are associated only with them and they have these huge fucking hooks that everybody knows. But it's the album itself is boring, but it's like was this a calculated move on their part? You know, cuz it's like were they thinking that a ch- like a chess player like a move ahead? No, like- right.
1: No, I mean it sounds like it's like we're going to go on the biggest tour that we've ever gone on we got to have the album to tour on that. Like it's, yeah. you know, gets 90,000 people to jump up and down and scream.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't sound, but it's not like anthemic that much. I mean, just like, it's I think, obvious. I think it, I think it Plus, is like,
1: like, like, um, like robot rock is like anthemic.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, robot rock is probably, amazingly So it's amazingly. So, and it's a great song and, and I love it, but it's also like one of their very few chinks in their armor. Cause you hear, have you heard the song they sample that from? No. Uh yeah, the song um Release the Beast, and it's exactly the same. It's like a seventies funk rock song, and the intro is exactly the same, like that danna now, bam, 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 it's
1: like the same descending guitar thing.
0: It's the same, but that same sound. It's oh, a, oh, it's, a, just,
1: it's just a sample. Oh, that, it's that's a sample. Yeah, it's the wind just. out of my sales for Robot Rock.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's it's funny because usually they're every other sample they do is mind blowing, and it's they, they trans and it transforms the original song. Right. It's an original work. Every every other sample that they do, it's an original work. You know, and that's the one time where it's like very derivative, but it's still great. It's still a great song, and they do do change it, but it is way more derivative than the rest of their songs
1: well that, that, I'm, I'm disappointed in them
0: but yeah but it's yeah, like sure they, have, you know, they, this...
1: are, they are they're, they're they're tearing up inside their helmets yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> no and it's, again it's an amazing song but it's just like it's the one time because w- i think they made that album deliberately quickly which is the other weird thing like and i and that it seemed like what they were saying about it was they're trying to do something quickly and have it be more have that kind of more urgency or whatever. Like like the Beatles doing let it be almost like down to their roots, you know, like they'd already made fucking the white album. They're like, you know, let's strip it down and we're just gonna go fast and try to get that kind of energy. A lot, of, you know, kind of a a lot of bands like for our third or fourth or fifth album, you know, try to reset somehow. And that's what I assumed it was going to be, but then it just seemed like they needed to put more polish on it. They needed to put more effort into it. But then it becomes so great during all the live stuff. It's like, what was that the plan all along? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, I mean, it's interesting too, because that's when they first. Um, well, I, so I've always kind
0: of been. Um, oh, I said this much earlier. We're barely going to talk about the movies. It's really just going to well, be a conversation. Actually, I,
1: I mean, I re- um, Interstellar f- five, 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 four fives. Um, I mean, yes, it's really, yeah. it's really good
0: it's good but it's not it, it's <laughs> I really it's like,
1: good i, 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 I mean, i've watched it just because i like it like i think it's yeah great. yeah yeah and it, you know it no but it's really- not
0: it, it but it's it's good it's fun it's a great document it's a great thing to have around like my was my friend was i te- was telling me that that he used to put it on for hookups oh, you okay. know
1: it, it would be like a, you know you definitely play it at a, a party kind of like yeah in the same way that like because around that era you could you could you know you know, you buy DVDs of people's like music videos. Like I have like a chemical brothers.
0: Music right. Yeah.
1: DVD and one for, I've won for underworld. Um, but I actually really like it on its own because I mean the, so the Toei, um, Toei animation who does it, um, yeah. who, who I believe did sailor moon, but they also did, um,
0: yeah, it looks very like Voltron, like eighties. 80s, well, 80s so they, style. they
1: did, um, which I mean, Around the the time of me getting into Daft Punk, I was also like a high schooler who was into anime, right? Um, and so they the, the guy who did that is the same one who did Galaxy Express Nine Nine Nine. Okay, I, I,
0: I was never a big anime person. Yeah,
1: it's okay, you know, it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's dorky. Um, sure, but you know, it's, no,
0: I mean, it's I don't know, whatever it was I, I don't was know In the '90s. It, it was
1: like cool, to like techno and anime. I know, I think, I mean, I, people were like way into Akira, which is I think. Like, yep. Is, you know, it's, a, it's a really good. Ghost, movie. But, um, Ghost
0: in the Shell and Akira, very good movies.
1: Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. so Galaxy Express Nine 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 has that same sort of um the same. It's a very similar sort of like space aesthetic, even though I mean this came that came out in two thousand three, I think. So it's a yeah, throwback because yeah. like that's like a I think that came out in like eighty five or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was
0: retro when it was made. Yeah,
1: because like that kind of anime didn't like anime didn't look like that in the early two thousands.
0: So right. It was like it was, yeah. you
1: know, it was a retro look. But I mean, it was
0: starting to move into like computer animation. Was, the five 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 stuff looks like hand drawn.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was hand drawn. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I, th- I mean, I think it, um, because it goes so well. I mean, it's got kind of a silly story. It has a story. Well, it
0: doesn't really have a story. It just seems like a, a bunch of surreal.
1: No man it's episodes. A story. So the crescendo <laughs> say
0: i know like it has this uh, yeah are it stolen has, like, a from their home story.
1: planet because and then you come to find out the evil guy who steals them from their planet has been stealing the famous musicians of earth you know for for since time immemorial um and, and then they take them back and they 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 blow up the evil place where they suck the souls out of the famous musicians of the universe
0: okay I, I didn't understand and then all of a sudden they're in a van and then a kid wakes up
1: the kids in the band
0: the kid no but the, then there's like a kid who's falling like a kid dreamed it no. it seemed like
1: oh like the, at the very end
0: very end yeah
1: oh that's supposed to be like oh was it all a dream or did it really happen kind of thing you
0: right know? yeah yeah, that's yeah. Like- i mean because I, but it it changes styles it seems like is they they're in space or a while, then they're not gonna and there's like a scene in hell you know, or no, so they're, like they're a fiery, like, from like,
1: space. The
0: no, I understand there's this like thin, threadbare plot connecting it's a these. very
1: good, it's a rich plot.
0: <laughs> I, well, uh, the other got, okay, it's
1: got good soundtrack, and there's no dialogue, so I mean, it's, a, it's a, a, d- you know, it's basically Metropolis, uh,
0: yeah. But the music is a little bit at, at odds with it because it's like really bright, happy music about you know, about joy and fucking you know whatever and love and stuff and then you know then there are these scenes of conflict in the movie and the and the music seems like just a weird juxtaposition and then like it's not enough story story to actually like pull it all together and you know it's and then you re- like it's cuz it's just an album of great songs I that was have, not supposed I just to think
1: you haven't watched it as many times as I have
0: I well, ex- I think that's exactly you
1: seriously the, like in Beeb, the, the um, you know, the, what's going on. The the fault of it is that it was like it seems like you know, someone like worked pretty hard on it. I don't think it was ever came across like it was something that like was to be taken seriously. It was right, like right, a right, bunch yeah. of music videos for a Daft Punk album,
0: yeah, because when I first saw it, I thought it was somebody. Just taking an uh, an old anime that existed elsewhere and uh, editing it against Daft Punk music. I thought it was homemade. What
1: well, feels that way? And yeah. Then you realize like, well, like, that can't be. It it sinks too well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like,
1: well and, and like I had seen the video for um, i had seen the video for one more time before I saw the whole movie. Yeah. And then I remember I. But like I, you know, like I saw it, and then like a couple years later, I figured I like learned of this, and I was like watching it. It's like, huh, right? It seems familiar.
0: (laughs) Oh, but you're—it's a whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, I liked what you. You're absolutely right because it's like a party movie. Like you can put it on, and then it's like, okay, this is what we're gonna have on. It's all like good songs, and this is the energy, and it's fun to watch. And this, but you don't have to pay really super close attention unless you want to. You know, like, and you can well, just kinda... like,
1: I mean, what it is, is it's like the thing where you, you're you having a party and you put stuff on mute on your teeth, which I don't know if people still do that, but I mean, I used to do that all the time where you put like yeah, yeah. something and you cool. Try, would you try to te- find
0: like a cool visual movie to do that to?
1: Yeah. And then you just like have a soundtrack for your party and you're like,
0: right. Hey, Maybe that kind of fun and a little. I'm trippy. so
1: good at parties.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you have like just kind of fun, like very low budget, trippy thing where you have. You know, some movie on, you know, you have like uh, uh, some movie from the 1930s, and then you're playing like techno, modern techno music. Right. Over or it you put and, on
1: like Barbarella or something and put it on music. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which also happens at restaurants and bars a lot. Yeah. Which is uh, cool we'll, too. Replace,
1: yeah. um, what was that Japanese restaurant downtown that you would always have like, um, like Mothra on and then like
0: yeah. The DJ? Yeah. 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 Um, also, but yeah, so
1: that, what I used to do though is um
0: <laughs> but I to- think it's cool in that way, I think it's cool that it that it it has that function, yeah, I think totally. that's wonderful, and that it just you, shows you again
1: the plot as much as me it 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 still definitely works as a visual for the um, yeah. yeah, i mean,
0: you could also like if you're at home doing some you know cleaning the kitchen or something, you know just it's a it'll be a fun thing to put on and just zone in and out of, and it'll keep you in a good mood and make the day seem like more fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I guess great. I want to say the,
1: probably the first time I saw it, I, I watched it at work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I did the first time I saw it. I was like, I set time aside to watch it and really focus in on it and have this, you know, great transcendent movie, Daft Punk movie, watch experience. And then I was just not, it doesn't reward that it's kind of interest, anime. Though. What am I watching this for? I don't yeah, watch- yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I should be yeah, watching a Brian De Palma all, movie. All that or being
1: said, it's uh, yeah. way better than Electroma.
0: Yes, Electroma is a piece of shit. It's boring and it's stupid, but it does. I like that it exists.
1: It. Lo- I mean, it looks. So I mean, I remember the I look
0: is beautiful. It, yeah,
1: and it looks cool as hell. And the yeah. whole time I was waiting for some Daft Punk songs to play.
0: I know it's the most frustrating you never, you thing.
1: Never get one. It's so plotting. There's so much yeah. fire.
0: Yeah, with well, the scene where like they go to the lab and there's there's interesting use of just uh, color and just lines and stuff. I can oh, frame yeah, it, it really so, well.
1: It's so well shot, but it's so it's well. really
0: well shot. Yeah, I, I, but there's it's frustrating because it is so well shot.
1: It's, right, and it's but the problem is it's it's the soundtrack which I, I believe Daft Punk did the soundtrack, right? Yeah, but it's you, but, but it's <sighs> really boring ambient music.
0: Yeah, really. F- yeah, it like, sucks. I,
1: and I believe me, I love ambient music. Yeah, it's just boring. It's just you know, a note for a long time.
0: Yeah, because like, I mean, I'm you know, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad there's this like elusive, artsy, fartsy, weird, Daft Punk, frustrating movie. I also like that. It, I kind of like that it sucks. But I, you know, it's you. Well, right. I mean I, I mean, I love the
1: idea of some person who like, man, get lucky. That's a great. It's a great song. It's real catchy. he has got Pharrell. And then they're like, oh, you know. Scrolling through Daft Punk videos, and they're like, "Electroma, <laughs> huh?"
0: Yeah, I mean, it shows their commitment to being <laughs> fucking weirdos, which is awesome. Like they're they're the greatest weirdos, and they're the the their commitment to their ideas are it's so like amazing. It's so next level. Just like, no, we're gonna wear robot helmets all the time. We're never gonna go out in public without them. We're gonna get people to call us robots, and we're Gonna just do this weird, baffling shit, but it's all gonna kind of hang together,
1: right? I mean, is, I mean, the thing about Daft Punk that's so about that commitment to the bit is there's never any ac- explanation, and it also seems like when they entered into it, it was kind of like random. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, like,
1: like hey, robot, we make techno. Robots are you know got circuits. Um, yeah, those oh, helmets
0: are cool. You know what? Let's that's all. This.
1: That's it. That's that's us now. <laughs>
0: That's us, but it works through every iteration, and it's like because then they do like the the human after all album, where it's the whole album, it's like a struggle to you know reclaim our humanity, like a struggle to like remember what makes us human and turn off technology in a lot of ways, you know, which is another thing that's and that's a similar theme on random access memory, but. Put when that's juxtaposed with them being robots, and them being always in this techn- uh, technology visual, it's it it it's a great depth. It's a, it takes on an, an interesting new meaning. I think.
1: Like 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 what sense? What do you mean?
0: Well, they're so they're robots, and they're and they're they're robots, and they're urging us to remember to be human. And it's like just it's a simple idea, but it's beautiful. No, you know, I mean, it's
1: well, also the idea of the the memories thing because it's, it's also like a, an album of like kind of nostalgia.
0: It, it finds value in that nostalgia in an interesting way, like like the the two Pharrell songs, which are the big singles from Random Access Memories. So you have know, Get Lucky, which like the framework of it's about just you know going dancing and fucking, right? You know, <laughs> dancing and fucking and just uh, it, you know that's it. And, but the way it's framed in like this, like legend of the Phoenix and all, you know, this cosmic view of it, like a simple, like thing. I'm just like, this essential central part of humanity, of the human experience that they're advocating for what, you know, so there's that. And then like the lose yourself to dance where the first line is, I know you don't get to take a break this often. So it's like understanding that the, the talking about the, a deep understanding of the emotions of, of celebration. Like you, you, you have to kind of sell yourself on your, how you've earned this abandon. Like that's where it starts from. And it's, it just seems like such a, a profound idea to me, but also like, it's still, you can fucking dance to it. It's um, like the celebration is still there as well. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I'm thinking about it. Those are... <laughs> <laughs> statement about the album um because you give it you've given this album a lot more. you know uh you've given this album the the treatment that i think i've given homework Um, yeah
0: i think so and um because also you have the the paul williams song on random access memories which i think is probably i'd imagine that would be a polarizing song for some people because of paul williams's voice but that one's and also kind of like that new orleans kind of show or lo- almost Vegasy show business like vibe when it kicks in um but that one starts off like the first lyrics are like touch I remember touch and it's about you know f- physical touch between human beings right and it's this sense of loss and the sense of like the idea that we have to this has to be protected like humanity has to be protected it seems like that's that's the theme of that album you know like like what, what human after all seems like kind of a blatant warning which is almost fucking boring like you know we're being it's like black mirror you know like no you're being, right because I mean,
1: like tel- television rules the nation literally about like because the, they just say that
0: um, they say that and there's no subtext and also it's like we got the internet now motherfucker like the television's on the way out you know it's It's, it's, it's one of their, again, one of their rare missteps is that, that idea, if there's some other way to express that core meaning, they should have gone with it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, my, my favorite, my favorite song on the album is, is, you know, Giorgio by Marauder.
0: Yeah. Masterpiece. Yeah.
1: And my thought on it, you know, is why I think it, why I like it so much is because it's a song about songs. (laughs) Yes. Um, where, you know, where, you know, Giorgio Marauder describes like how he came up with how he does dance music. And it's so the song, despite all the huge stuff in it, is a very it has this very subtle this very subtleness to it because when he's you know, he, he talks about like, you know, I would play guitar, blah blah blah, playing and he's talking about recording. Yeah. When he talks about how he came up with four on the floor, um, is <laughs> because he left the click track. I knew I had to have a click. Yeah. And they start yeah. with the click, mm. and it's um, yeah, and the you know, and Marauder's is a huge Mo- Moog guy, and yeah. and it's Moog song, and it ends. Th- so you know, Moogs are famous for their ladder um, filters,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And one
1: of the things that's really cool about the, the the ladder filters, if you do them with really low, like with the the you know, on a low frequency, and you have you know the resonance up high, you can really hear that kind of. How that sounds, and one yeah. of the things that's cool about how if you set that with an LFO is that it really, as you're as you're as you're you're coming through it and you kind of hit the as you you sweep you know sweeping the cutoff, um, yeah, on like a, especially if it's like a square wave, it comes back to so after all that and has that melody and they're you know they're bringing that melody you know they're turning the 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 pitch on it like you know all the you know all the way to the, the bottom that it goes,
0: and yeah, it comes yeah, back
1: yeah. to at the end of the song click oh does it yeah right after that big
0: orchestral swell thing uh,
1: well now that's done yeah comes back down the the, sort of the 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 you know the denouement of the song comes back to that foundational click through the square wave through the filter and comes back to that and it comes it sounds like it's coming yeah the song comes out you could mix right out of that huge mess of a song yeah with just the four on the floor comes it comes right back just like how it starts up with his description of why there's you know why it sounds like it sounds and yeah. uh man i mean it's a, it, and it's a 9 minute song and it does all that and it cut, you know starts from the most minimal I, I i mean that's you know and that's what's cool about house and dance music is the foundational thing is just freaking putting like a like a on the quarter note right in a, you know but that's a song that's
0: a great ex- that almost has, there's so many of the great things about Daft Punk in it. Cause it definitely has that, that just next level, um, arrangement that arpeggiated melody thing. And it just, and the sounds of it, the way they get that just perfect sounds, perfect sounds, you know? Oh yeah.
1: And, and I mean, it has one of the most, I mean, the, um, when it sort of steps outside of the, um, the, you know, the, the sort of driving, I mean, it's sort of like, it's not like a, gra- I mean, it's like a ground bass, but it's high. So it's sort of like that, you know, it's sort of, um, uh, Oh, what's the term?
0: I'm not sure what you're getting at.
1: Uh, well, you know, there's the driving melody that goes through the whole song. I'm trying to remember what the the um, what the term is for that, the, the, the musical term, but I can't remember off the top of my head now. I okay. Music theory. The motif? <laughs> okay. Um, no, 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 no. It's like, um, it's an Italian word and I can't remember what it is.
0: All, um, right, all right. Well, okay. Let's just say the melody for now. Yeah,
1: me. the, the melody. The, the, yeah. The, um, and um. So when, you know, at at the end, when they start, when it gets more orchestral and they start to get away with it. But one of the things that's, um, that they, that they, that happens, it's cool. And why it's such like a, it's such an homage to Marauder is because it's so Moog based is like, is the use of, and and, and dance music too. But like, you know, one of the things about dance music that like is, you know, if you, if you've made it, you, you, you know how to turn a, a, turn the resonance and turn the cutoff and then yeah you know sweep it um but you know if you if, if you just listen to it or dance to it you you know you don't do that um but you know that the end of the song coming through that and sort of like it it works through all the sort of like things that you would use to build a dance music song um
0: yeah
1: and that's you know, so that's one of the things i also like about it's sort of it adds you know it it, it comes you know it, it, it's an interesting song because it's a, it's, a, it's it's as much about the sort of elements of it and the equipment used as it is just,
0: right, a cool song. Um, yeah, because they have that. That's another one where they're they do the the real like cosmic fucking uh, tr- knob twirling, just analog, you know, roar manipulation of a waveform. You know, like that. It's pure sound, like what they do at the end. Like there's, it's not. Really like, it's kind of a melody, but it's more just. The- <laughs>
1: well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, but it's I mean, that's otherworldly um, thing. It's great. That's the electro, you know, that's the electronic music thing. Is you're you're adding expressiveness to to a melody or whatever or, or or to whatever. I mean, you're. I mean, that's sort of the freedom of electronic music. Is that you know generally the 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 dimensions that you deal with if you're writing a song for a piano are yeah. you know you got you got some melody you can add some harmony you can have you know you can have dynamics you can have tempo but you know you can't you know unless you're john cage you're not going to take the piano apart while you're playing with it and really manipulate the sound whereas like what you can do to waveforms to a melody with with you know with a synthesizer is unlike what you can do with a regular instrument i mean you can't you could do a lot of things but you can't, you know, you, you if you're, you know, you're playing an acoustic guitar, you can't. There's no LFO that you can add,
0: to, right? Like right.
1: what you're strumming, you can't change the, you know, you can mute it, you can take the mute off, you can move where you're playing, you know, all, you know, with, you know, closer to the, you know, the the bridge or you know, but you can't truly. Oh, uh, sorry, the what's the bottom part of the guitar called? It's not the nut; it's the. Um,
0: uh no you yeah, get bridge
1: oh get yeah, the bridge um you know, yeah. you get a different tone there you get a different tone if you play away from it but it's not like where you can truly like manipulate it into and and the way that you can manip- manipulate it into a like a you know a, you know you you can change the character by with it you know you can change keys you can change you know things like that but you can't fundamentally alter the sound into something else in the same way that right. you know synthesizer gives freedom like that. And this is one of those songs where it's like, yeah, this is why we do dance music with um with electronic music, because it's like it can it can change in ways that you know you can't change right sounds. You know,
0: but while it's taking advantage of all that uh forward thinking stuff from electronic music it's also it's it's also using something very rooted in uh rock and pop music which is it's the it, it's a stacked lineup of studio musician ringers like the greatest musicians in the world like yeah some of the greatest musicians in the world are playing on that like the drummer is some legend guy and the fuck it, you know the so is the bass player like these are like people are good enough to keep up with their ideas that usually they can only express through electronic instruments people yeah. can do that yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's 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 a stunning song. Yeah, and um, I think that we should pro- we should talk about their signature vocal effect too, like overall. Well,
1: you know, they don't have a signature vocal effect, though. I mean, they do, well, I mean, the vocoder, but they don't. I was looking, so I was looking through the gear list to try to understand because, like, it's a vocoder, <laughs> but they actually they don't just use the vocoder.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The way they process, yeah. What, so, what, so, so they, they. But do, I, but I mean, the sound like, of it, like their electronic voice. But yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, sure. they'll yeah. just
1: sing a song to you. I mean, they'll add people, but they won't. You know, they won't. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I was like, I was looking through their, like their gear list, but no, like, they'll use like a talk box. They'll use yeah. a, they'll use a voc like a real old school like vocoder. Um, yeah. And they and, and I was um, I was surprised to learn that they they actually do use auto tune. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, really? They do? Because, I mean, that was such a, like, like I felt like everybody from, like, 2004 until, like, I don't know, two years ago, maybe, um, auto-tuned everything. Um, Right,
0: right, right. Well, I think auto-tune, it has also a lot of capabilities beyond just, like, pitch correction.
1: Oh, sure. It does. I mean, they don't, they don't use it just because they're bad at singing. It's not like, um, right. 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 It's sort of that, but, uh, but that probably helps like an era of like, everyone was a pop star because they just fix their, <laughs> like, fix them being sharp or something.
0: Right, right, right. I'm sh- but I'm sure they would use, they would need to nuance, you know, what there's the vocoder signals, like whatever they're singing or whatever they're trying to match up harmonically. You know, I'm sure there's, there's a little, they've, I'm sure, they're trying to do that very precisely.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, and I've never used Auto Tune. Like, I yeah, nor have I. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's um, because I mean, Daft Punk's interesting because they're they're um, you know, they're very reliant on on gear, but they're also very. I mean, they're very um, you know, they've always used computers and stuff too. Like, over, yeah, yeah, you know, they they are all about DAWs. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, they're they're not purists about either either way like they're not just gonna only go on computers or only use keyboards or only use a you know live musicians or something they're willing to jump through different stuff hey like in, you, okay so the song aerodynamic you know do you know what do you know that one yeah yeah so that break is that like some somebody playing a guitar like that <singing> like that thing.
1: Oh, I don't
0: know. You I, think that's a keyboard, or what? What is that?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, it's it sounds like an arpeggiated something. I mean, it could be a arpeggiated sample. I I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I, don't know I off think of it it's. My head. Yeah, I saw somebody call it a guitar solo, and a tapping guitar solo. I mean, it
1: sounds like it, but it, it that that doesn't sound like something they would do.
0: And, but I mean, they but that's an interesting thing about them. They play guitar and stuff. And their first band was like a, a kind of a, a punk rock band. And then, you know, somebody, their reviewer called it daft punk. And that's where they called their electronic music band that, but, um, so they do have that competency and they do play like guitar and stuff. And I, I don't know if they play drums, but definitely like drums and bass and guitar and keyboards, uh, so I think that you hear them playing sometimes, but I don't I don't know when exactly.
1: Yeah. And I mean that's always I mean that's kind of like the thing about their their sound is it's that, is that it, it's always been so processed that you can't tell like if it's just sequenced samples or someone sat down and played it on the right.
0: Robot. Yeah, and sometimes that can be kind of surprising too like what when it's a sample and when it's them playing some real instrument
1: yeah and it's funny because i've never you know as they i've always thought of them as no nobody ever plays anything on their you know until their last album um which is funny because it's eight years old now
0: right (laughs) i think
1: because i never really um it's funny it's funny because when that came out i was like okay like i heard like get lucky and i was like oh that that's a pop song they they're popular now
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna, I mean, but that was also—it so, was just so beautiful like, when that like, song, like, when that song was popular. It was just so wonderful to have a song I liked that much be popular. <laughs> you know, like it—it it just seemed like a a different, better vibe than almost any any music you'd hear on the radio. And just like you'd be out and you'd hear that fucking song, it was great. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that it, summer it was that song and. Um, Uh, You know you want it, you know. (laughs) Blurred lines, the Robin Thicke song.
1: That was a bad song.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that one too much. That's, I mean, but it's a far inferior song. But those were the two, and both Pharrell songs, oddly enough.
1: Well, that was yeah. Well,
0: he's on it in some capacity, uh, but also like the the Pharrell Pharrell thing is kind of a problem for Daft Punk because you know their "Get Lucky" is their biggest song and. Uh, in a way, you know, I think it's the most popular song. Oh, I think like,
1: it's got to be by far their biggest song.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, you know, one more time isn't the first song in Trolls Two. There's like a remix of one more time at the beginning, <laughs> never, uh, and it's great. I didn't even it's know it actually,
1: was the Trolls Two. I I it's think not. It was yeah, the Trolls
0: One. <laughs> Trolls One is a pretty good movie for what it is, man. Like, for someone I've watched uh, at least five times because my daughter likes it. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um
1: when when did Trolls 2 come out?
0: This year. It came out during quarantine.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it starts off. I'm not gonna I don't want to talk too much about Trolls 2, but yeah, it starts off with this staff book song. So it's pretty fun. Um but oh fuck. Oh yeah, so get lucky. Um so Pharrell sings it and he sings in you know, he saw sings on Lose Yourself to Dance and unfortunately there's been a bunch of other pharrell songs that i think kind of like taint those the daft punk songs a little bit like yeah like um happy you know yeah right and it's happy- a song i like i think it's a good song but people- i think people are sick of that and they you know it makes get lucky seem worse
1: yeah although i mean pharrell's like daft punk involvement goes way back because like the neptune's remix covered i don't really know how to how to because it's like a different i mean it's it's kind of like a cover um you did did a cover of harder better faster stronger
0: oh the kanye version
1: no no they did a cover of the um
0: oh really is it it worth seeking out
1: yeah it's pretty good it's not like okay it's not as good as the original but it's pretty it's pretty good um but yeah i mean so i've always because i said probably from bias like You know, so so LCD Sound System, you know, um, wouldn't I feel like wouldn't be but for Daft Punk. Um,
0: Yeah, well, hear this song.
1: Well, right, but also even like losing my edge is basically like I'm going to make a song about teachers, Um, and um, but and then but that was like and that was like the year before um, stronger, but like so maybe you have better insight than me was, was Daft Punk popular when Kanye sampled them or played with, them? I mean, it's more than a sample. It's basically the song.
0: Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I think not. Yeah. They were known. Everybody knew them. Like they've been like MTV played uh, one more time, you know, their first video that was played a lot. And it was you know, not just in, on electronic music shows, like the techno shows, they played it. So that was all on, throughout. The yeah, day. I mean that
1: was. I was very. I was not watching TV at that point very much because I was.
0: All right. So what else should we say about Daft Punk? All right, oh yeah. so we should talk on the Tron Legacy? It's okay. I like the soundtrack. I think that the movie is uh, is fine. The visually fine. stunning. Dumb plot. Bad characters.
1: Yeah, I mean the the first one's better.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the first one's, it's a good movie. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, and and I don't I don't totally know why they made it. I don't know why they made re I mean, maybe you have better insights than me, but I don't other than making money off of existing IP. I don't know why they make remakes. <laughs> uh,
0: the only thing is a safe bet.
1: I. Well, that's what I, I mean? Like making money off existing IP. All right. This was once popular. We'll make it again.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right yeah uh, yeah but it's the it seems like a safer bet than doing an original thing but you know it's, i guess the original stuff is riskier but higher reward you know you never know when you're going to get an avatar
1: or a tron
0: or a tron <laughs> well tron wasn't a big money maker
1: yeah well right i mean that's what i mean in terms of, like why it gets made but i mean the original tron is a really is a really cool movie
0: oh it's awesome i, I love that movie the, and the it looks like Metropolis like a black and white movie but just with weirder colors. And uh the the Tron Legacy they do it all they don't do that for some reason. You think that with all the technology they could have that sort of handcrafted look but you know replicated easily but instead it just looks like super neon. It looks yeah, it's all neon. That's it, okay. It's
1: But that was the thing about the original. The original one's not neon. It's like No um vector graphics just colors
0: yeah yeah
1: and um and like it's so and like the lo-fi thing is what makes it so like visually interesting
0: yeah exactly
1: Um, because there's
0: not as much computer stuff in it as people would assume a lot of it's like very old-fashioned um movie special effects like you know like almost like lumaire brothers shit
1: Right, where, like, that vector graphic stuff was, like, overlaid with, like, there's some people.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. like, funny
1: suits with, like, lights on them or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like they're using some kind of certain kind of tape and lighting and they're using matte paintings and, you know, like, it's, like, you know, Harold Lloyd special effects stuff. But, you know, it's all a grid pattern, so it looks very futuristic. Right. Yeah, 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 it's great. All right, so we got, uh, I'm starting to fade out a little bit. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right sorry to lose my train of thought <laughs> it's dangerous all right but look that this is really really super fun and uh thanks so much
1: yeah thanks for having me on um you know yeah i, I not every day do i get to uh talk to anybody about that funk um a <laughs> uh very granular manner